Decided uh, for this episode, I am going to start recording before I've opened all my quote-unquote notes. Notes being things like links to Wikipedia for Shadow Raiders, which we're going to talk about. Uh, what else? We got uh, the Barbie movie, Doctor Who, new Doctor Who AI. I'll leave the world behind. Look at this. You're getting a real sneak peek of what's to come. Um, yeah, so Happy New Year, first of all. This is the first episode of the New Year, um, and we're getting it done pretty quick. Uh, seem to be kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of sticking with that very general monthly record. Uh, you know, give or take. We'll see uh, how that shakes out in the end. Maybe more, maybe less. Who knows? I record when I wish this thing. Um, you know, and, and it is still that, which is dating back to episode one, the idea of, you know, I watch all these movies, these TV, these games and such, just consume vast quantities of media, and it just sits up in my brain. However, if I talk about it, even if it's, you know, to myself, essentially, uh, it seems to get out of there and, uh, helps me to put more stuff in. Mm-hmm. That's the theory. Item the first shadow Raiders. Oh yeah, this is interesting. So I'm not on, uh, Facebook very much, you know, back in the day it was great. Now it's pretty bad and has ruined the planet to a certain degree. I think we can all agree on that. However, there is some good uh, resources for some memes from time to time. It does tell me when it's my friend's birthdays, which I do appreciate. Um, and I, I don't really, because I'm not on it as much as I used to be, like I'll maybe check it every day or two just to sort of pop in, see, you know, what's up. Um, however, I did have the recommendation to join this group called Xennials. X-E-N-N-I-A-L-S, which, as soon as I saw it, I recognized it because it is what my generation is. Uh, there is Generation X, and there is Millennials. Uh, however, whenever I read the description of each of those, it never really jives with how I consider myself and those of my age. However, if you go to Wikipedia and Google Xennials, uh, you know what, why don't I do it actually? I feel like I may have um, read this before. Xennials uh, are a micro-generation of people on the cusp of Generation X and Millennial Demographic Cohorts. Uh, many researchers and popular media uh, use the years 1977 to 83. Yeah, I was born in 81. Uh, it's a portmanteau, yes. Uh, there is... Where is that description? Oh yeah, uh, Xennials are described as having had an analog childhood and a digital young adulthood, which I, I think that is probably the, the most accurate phrase, feel, and probably impact <laughs> on people my age the fact that you know computers uh 
Well, they existed in 1981. No one had a computer in 1981. You had to go to like a, like a college. Um, and then by the time I was, uh, like 91, even like the, the fact that when I was born, there was no internet. Just consider that if you're a young person, can you, you probably can't even wrap your brain around it. So like that definitely has an effect. So anyways, when I saw that and there's a group of people, uh, and, and I've actually, <clears throat> one interesting thing about this, probably 90% of the posts I see in this Facebook group are people who are describing a movie they remember from their childhood, but they don't know the name. And I have yet to see them not, uh, uh have the sort of hive mind of this Facebook group, figure out what movie it is. So it's, it's pretty impressive if that were in, in that regard. So, um, and you know, uh, uh, just sort of nostalgia for things of people who are this age, which can be, you know, fun, but also you got to watch out for that because looking back, and thinking things were better, you know, can be a dicey proposition. Anyways, I saw a mention of a television show called Shadow Raiders, which uh, I watched back in the day and had totally forgot about. Um, and uh, uh, because these people, you know, of, of the age that uh, would probably have consumed this as well, uh, uh, they not only knew about it, but mentioned where I could watch it. So I did. Eh. Um, it's, it, 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 if you know, reboot, it is from, I believe the same makers, uh, Canadian television series produced by mainframe entertainments. Yes. Um, it had some of the same voice actors looked a little similar, um, sort of famously, uh, I guess you would say ended too soon, uh, sort of on a cliffhanger, which was uh, kind of sad. Um, but it was very interesting. It's like a group of four planets, you know, you, you, those, those single biome planets that we know and love in video games somehow exist here, you know, not very accurate, but still, you know, you got your ice planet, your rock planet, your fire planet and your bone planet. <laughs> I just thought that one was kind of weird. It's got like bone and slime and stuff. I, I don't know. And then we, we, we find along the, the course of the series that there's some other, you know, again, single biome type planets and how they're fighting for resources. Uh, but then they have to band together when this, uh, sort of Uber evil corrupting force shows up and you know, it, it's just got kind of a cool look to it. Uh, early computer generated television. There's definitely a vibe and I could see people saying it, uh, uh seeing it and looking at it and just going, what the hell is this? It looks like trash. And yeah, sometimes it doesn't look great, but it does look interesting. It, it, it's, it's not bland. I think I feel like that much we can uh, agree on. So it was nice to revisit this, uh, the show from the past it did make me want to watch a reboot again, which is very hard to find. There's actually, uh, I saw like a, I don't know, like a mini documentary or it was an article. I forgot what it was about. Uh, there's a, some individuals, I think they're out BC way who are, uh, trying to get, uh, reboots. Um, like accessible, I guess would be the word, uh, as it currently isn't, or at the very least the versions of reboot that you can get are, you know, pretty crappy quality. So we'll see. I, I, I do have it on DVD somewhere around here. So, I'll, uh, you know, at some point I'm sure I'll rewatch great, great show. Highly recommend shadow Raiders rating wise. 
I mean, uh, I got to assume a lot of my enjoyment is nostalgia. So, uh, watch the, 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 the first episode. And if what's happening in it is interesting to you, Hey, there you go. If not, I also understand convoluted reading. Uh, item the second doctor who yes, back better than ever. Uh, David Tennant. Wow. It's interesting because he is my favorite doctor. So to have him return right around Christmas time was a literal Christmas gift. It felt like, yeah. Uh, so good to see him and Donald Donna Noble back. Uh, yeah, she she's a great companion. I, I do like a, a comedic companion, which uh, she's, she's topped here, uh, in terms of, uh, comedy. She might be number one is actually, yeah, probably is. Well, there's probably some other funny companions, but I, I feel like she's got to be number one. Anyways, um, I do like, well, it's, it's a thing of uh, doctor who and, you know, uh, sci-fi and fantasy in general, that's clearly they try to make sense of everything. <laughs> and I think for the most part succeed. Yeah. Like, like, why is he back? Uh, why, you know, I'll, I'll give the spoiler that Donna doesn't die despite the fact that it was supposed to be, uh, if she remembered the doctor, it would trigger something in her mind that would kill her. That doesn't happen. Yay. No death. Um, and, and, and then the whole, uh, uh, uh splitting off, you know, I'm, I'm throwing some spoilers here, but also being a little vague, um, in generating this new doctor. So we kind of have two doctors at once, which is interesting. Yeah. Very strange. Uh, I, and, and I have watched, uh, this first episode of the new doctor and so far very impressed. Um, you know, can you judge a doctor by one episode? I don't know. I, I, I do feel like the first episode with, oh God, I'm having a brain for it there. Um, am I going to have to click? Uh, not, uh, where's the list of doctors here? Okay. Wait, maybe I'll just Google list of doctor. Who's <laughs> the doctor, doctor who. And okay, so not Jody Whitaker. Um, yeah, what the hell is his name? Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. His first episode, I think maybe I had a slight negative bent towards him. Maybe a little bit. Just because he played it so different than any. He was a little, you know, uh, doomy and gloomy a little bit, right? Uh, which, you know, props to taking it into a, a direction. However, I do like my more fun doctors, which, uh, this new one so far seems to be. So for that reason, I'm in and, you know, uh, uh, I, I did like the story and the fact that you don't actually, despite the fact that it's time travel with the doctor, you don't often see him, uh, I guess you would say in the present, and then something happens in the past that screws up that present. And then he goes back and fixes it. That, that actually, you know, you'd think you'd see that all the time in time travel, uh, but the, because there's sort of rules around that sort of thing, seemingly very tentative rules often. Um, 
that actually that that scenario is, is rare i would say rare with other so it was interesting to actually have that uh, i enjoyed and uh looking forward to uh seeing his new uh you know his his take on it yeah it's gonna be good i feel like yay doctor who one of my favorite uh you know pieces of media fandoms if you will although i don't like fandoms i've said before uh individual fans terrific fandoms i would say universally uh, horrible and toxic individual humans often very good humanity horrible and toxic coincidence no moving on to from 2023 i finally saw barbie uh the missus and i finally saw barbie uh yeah i enjoyed it um the missus enjoyed it we both had the same complaint too much singing <laughs> which i didn't realize there would really be any uh i have and i've mentioned this before in past episodes tried to find enjoyment in musicals but i've never been able to yeah i, I don't know what it, and and the missus is even worse you know it's funny we went from doctor who to this because uh, uh doctor who was in this uh, uh, the actor, he plays a Ken, uh, plays also, uh, the new doctor and I want to try to say his name, but I am reticent because I'm going to screw it up. Uh, and I don't think I've really heard it said, uh, you know what? Let me spell it for you. N C U T I. Uh, that's his first name. And G A T W A Gatwa Gatwa Gatwa. Uh, yeah. He, uh, he didn't have a large role in it, but, uh, you know, he was fine. Uh, who I did like in it was, oh, what the hell was his name? Uh, Rob Brydon had a small part to, uh, sort of stole the show a little bit. Uh, that was good. Anyways, I did like the story just in terms of, uh, you know, down with the patriarchy. That's good. Um, oh, sorry. I, I just had a, uh, had an email there pop up anyways um and the sort of weirdness around that how this world exists uh barbie you know actually exists in her own weird magical world that's pretty crazy the, the, think of the implications for i don't know he-man and skeletor are they living somewhere could they come to the real worlds well they did in masters of the universe right anyways um the the again the music sort of took out took us out a little bit but uh acting story interesting rating wise i'd probably just go like a three to four yeah like i i, I probably enjoying it enjoying it moving towards that four maybe even get a little above a four at some moments maybe hit a peak of a five and then a musical number would happen and I'd just be kind of like, oh God, it's another one, is it? I don't know. Yeah. What are you going to do, I guess? Moving on to, from 2001, AI. Artificial intelligence. Uh, a highly advanced robotic boy longs to become real so that he can regain the love of his human mother. Starling, of course. Starling? Haley Joel Osment. Jude Law. Et al. William Hurt. Oh, yeah. Clark Gregg had a small part. There was actually a scene at the beginning um, where it was a bunch of like sciencey people sitting around, you know, 
talking uh and it was like every single person at the table was someone who went on to do other things like a recognizable face practically so you know that was interesting uh if you haven't seen this movie it's very good it's very sad it's a great sunday flick um i talked the missus into it with that in particular she had never seen it so it was nice to it's always nice when there's a uh, let me throw this scenario at you and you'll you'll feel the niceness a movie you like that you show someone you like and they end up liking it <laughs> that's just like a good scenario it just feels good uh and, and this falls into that category um uh, not dissimilar to barbie very interesting story um just in the fact that it's not taking place in our you know normal everyday world i guess you would say so for that reason i mean um i hadn't seen it in a long time so i forgot a lot particularly things that that happened at the end uh which i won't spoil but i will say rating wise i want to try to move quickly through the rest of these um i'd go and this is not a unusual rating for uh, my particular system which is three is enjoyed while watching but probably wouldn't watch again i'd go four but maybe five on a sunday yeah sunday movie vibes just sort of it's kind of chill but also kind of uh you know I, I feel like emotions are maybe peaked a little on a sunday you're sort of uh, uh in the zone in the in the chill vibe zone and, and emotions are a little stronger so you're gonna you're gonna have some feels if you watch it on a sunday moving on to from 2023 leave the world behind i really like this one as should come as no surprise for anyone who's ever listened to this podcast where i've spoken of anything that is uh, uh post pre uh, uh during apocalyptic type events i tend to always like them uh, a family getaway to a luxurious rental home takes an ominous turn when a cyber attack night knocks out their devices and two strangers appear at the door this is scary Yes, because you see the things like this happening more and more often, like cyber attacks from China, you know, poking at the defenses of infrastructure of the U.S., which seemingly happens on a probably seemingly semi-regular basis. So not ideal. How would, you know, as a Canadian, you watch a movie like this, how would a successful Chinese cyber attack on the U.S. affect Canada? <laughs> Very, uh, that's a selfish thought, of course, but it's definitely a thought that uh, a Canadian Indian watching something like this is going to have. <sighs> um, the only one of the weird things was the animals. It's it's funny because as the Mrs. and I were watching this movie. I was trying to find explanations for the things that were happening. Some things were easier than others, but the, the congregation of animals was kind of difficult. Like it was something with, you know, magnetic waves, I guess, like how birds use the magnetosphere to, you know, uh, uh, track themselves on the globe, I guess. Well, that doesn't really make sense, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, that seemed a little far-fetched, that part. Cool, but uh, but strange, but far-fetched. We get uh, Julia Roberts, she's great. Ethan Hawke, 
uh, Kevin Bacon was great. Yeah, if you want a six degrees of Kevin Bacon, this movie's going to help you because you get Kevin Bacon to Julia Roberts. I mean, that's going to help you right there, right? Uh, what could you do? Who else is in this? Do we recognize anyone? I guess that's a, not, not a huge cast. Uh, uh, rating wise, I'd go five out of five. Yeah, really did enjoy it. Uh, what I did like, and I've mentioned this before, is the uh, fact that for a lot of it, I had no idea what was going on and like not even a guess, uh, which whenever a piece of media, uh, leaves me in that position, you know, I understand it, it can be frustrating if you get to the end and you even know what's going on, no idea what's going on. However, they, they, you do eventually. Anyways, moving on, Bill Bailey's Australian Adventure. Oh, a television miniseries, I suppose you would say. Joined comedian Bill Bailey in the massive state of Western Australia, one of the most surprising and extraordinarily beautiful places on the planet. Can confirm. Uh, I think it's only four episodes. And what I liked about this is Western Australia. Um, you know, you, you don't really, I mean, one often does not really know much about that. Like it's usually all the, the East of Australia, what with your Sydney and your, I believe Canberra, which is the capital. Hmm. Is that in the, okay. Maybe my Australian geography is not a hundred percent up to par, but better than some, I bet. And then you got Bill Bailey. who's just a delight. And, uh, seeing him explore this, you know, sort of strange place, um, watching it through his eyes, uh, you know, you're going to have some heartwarming moments. Those aforementioned heartwarming moments. Good on a Sunday, this definitely. And, uh, uh, uh and, and the beauty, let's not forget the beauty, beauty and sort of strange landscapes often, uh, spoke, uh, with, uh, quite a few Aboriginal people as well. And, uh, uh, their story and stories are, uh, are often very interesting. So for that reason and many more, I would recommend, uh, rating wise, I'd go like a solid four plus. Yeah. Especially if Australia is interesting to you, this is a good way in which to, uh, experience some of the parts that you may not get to see as often as some of the other parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to, from 1994, Mixed Nuts, uh, a Christmist film. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch this because, uh, well, it is January 8th, so watch this over the holidays. Figured you <laughs> should watch at least one uh, uh, Xmas movie over the holidays, right? One. One's fine. Um and uh, this is one that I hadn't seen in a long time, and it definitely falls more into a dark comedy vibe, which is uh, probably my favorite genre, dark comedy. Uh, the events focus around a crisis hotline business, hmm, business, on one crazy night during the Christmas holidays, starring Steve Martin, Madeline Kahn, Robert Klein, Anthony LaPaglia, Juliette Lewis, Rob Reiner, Adam Sandler, very young Adam Sandler. Is this one of his first roles? Lee Schreiber, uh, Rita Wilson, Parker Posey, John Stewart. I didn't realize it was John Stewart until I saw his uh, name in the, in the credits. Or no, I was looking somebody up. I think I was looking up Robert Klein. 
or no, no, leave Schreiber. Somebody I had to look up at some point. We got Gary Shanling. We got Stephen Wright. Star-studded cast of very funny people in a very funny movie, uh, directed by Nora Ephron, no less. Um, I feel like this is kind of a movie that uh, went under the radar a bit. Like, uh, do people know about the movie Mixed Nuts? I don't think I've ever heard anyone mention it ever. <laughs> Just sort of period. Um, but it's good. Uh, and if you want a Christmas movie that is not gonna, you know, overflow with Christmas schmaltz is the word I'm going to use. Uh, this is a good one. Like, uh, the, the Christmases of it, although sort of plays a role. It's, it's not like you're watching, you know, Christmas vacation or whatever, which is a good one, which is a good one. Like I, I I'm not a huge, you know, serious drama or, or, or children's Christmas movie. Uh, it sort of doesn't appeal, which, you know, I'm not exactly in the demographic, I suppose. So, uh, mixed nuts. Jeez, do I go five, four and change? Yeah. Four and change. Uh, moving on to night from 1997 face, face backslash off face backslash off. To foil a terrorist, terrorist plot, FBI agent Son Archer assumes the identity of the criminal Castor Troy, who murdered his son through facial transplant surgery. But the crook wakes up and premature wakes up prematurely and vows revenge. So yeah, do they literally take each other's faces off and put them on each other? Yes, that's what the movie is about. That's what the title is: Face Off. Very dumb. Yeah. Lots of, uh, lots of dumb moments. Lots of, this is ridiculous. Lots of this will never happen in a million years. I will say it's, it's so bad. It's good, but it's often just bad. <laughs> it, it, it treads into the just sort of bad territory as well. Uh, like my hopes were higher and I think it's because, um, uh, 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 Nicholas Cage is insane and that makes it good. But then John Travolta is just like a bad actor <laughs> and it makes it bad. Uh, like there's moments in this where he is just so bad. Uh, my favorite one where he just like, he, he gets uh, home for the first time in a long time and he just like, uh, he has like, like maybe a little mini meltdown and he just goes home like that it was so brutal i laughed so hard um watch this one with the missus and our friend who we occasionally have over uh she's younger so we often show we often torture her with these uh older movies which you know uh, it's something i mentioned I, I i like doing like find a young person force them to watch old movies that are either good or bad uh, that are sort of in the zeitgeist. Like, like I feel like face off at least used to be, I don't know if it still is. Um, uh, she didn't mind it either. Like, like we like these kind of dumb movies. So, you know, good stuff. Speaking of dumb movies, uh, actually this one was interesting. A horror movie, uh, in it's called antlers. In an isolated Oregon town, a middle school teacher and her sheriff brother become embroiled with an enigmatic student whose dark secrets lead to terrifying encounters with an ancestral key creature 
specifically the oh what's it called the wendigo yeah we got a wendigo movie you don't get too many wendigo movies so when they come along you know you go to uh take advantage i guess um starring carrie russell jesse plemons is in there i, I feel like he pro jesse plemons yeah you know what i feel like he's uh, i'm gonna throw him into a category with a few other actors and that is the category of if he is in your movie it's probably gonna be a good movie Mm -hmm. Uh, we've got goddamn Canadian national treasure, Graham Greene in here, of course, because the Wendigo is sort of a, you know, a, a, a native folklore, I guess you would say from what I know of the Wendigo and that rhymes and you know, it rhymes, uh, a little scary, a little creepy, a little gross, you know, things you probably want in a horror movie. Um, not too scary though. I think it's because it wasn't ghosts. <laughs> as soon as ghosts are involved, that's when I start to get uh, actually scared. Whereas, uh, 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 where when, when it's like a monster, I'm like okay, whatever. When to go? Sure, cool antlers, bro. Uh, rating wise, you know, I guess I do got to go three. Which <laughs> maybe I should take the Jesse Plemons things back, just because my desire to rewatch this is. I feel like non-existent, but, uh, I did have enjoyment while watching it, which means three. Okay. Now let's move on to, well, okay. Let me do this one first and then we'll do the last one as a palate cleanser. Uh, last, uh, next one, Mrs. And I watched yesterday, actually from 2017. Sometimes we like yesterday was a, a, a Sunday and sometimes we like a, a documentary on a Sunday right chilling in bed watching a doc uh although this one was not exactly chill uh from 2017 la 92 which uh, uh tells us of the events of the 92 riots hmm great and rodney king and uh, uh the, the racial injustices surrounding all of that uh, 25 years after the verdict in the Rodney King trial sparked several days of protests, violence, and looting in Los Angeles. Filmmakers examine the tumultuous period through rarely seen archival footage. Yeah, so one thing the, the Mrs. and I spoke of, we were both born in 81, so we would have been in uh, math, 81, 90, so we would have been 11, and you know, you're not going to sit your 11 year old down and have them watch probably things revolving around the LA riot in, in 1992. Right. Uh, it seems unlikely. despite that fact, we still had some like vague remembrances of this happening. Uh, I, I think specifically both of us remembered the can't we all just get along speech. Um, and, and that was mostly it. Like, uh, we didn't really, have remembrances of this. Um, however, after watching this and seeing this compared to modern day and how fucking little has changed, uh, it's just, you're going to have, and I, I believe a apt fury <laughs> from watching this, the fact that the events from 1992 unfolding before you, and you could see the correlation of the exact same goddamn thing still happening to this day with in some cases like the LAPD 
probably even worse. Like you hear about the, the, the gangs within that organization now and what it has become like, is it better? Is it worse? I, is it the same? I would lean towards, I bet you it's a fucking worse. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> okay. So watching this is gonna, you know, and when I say apt anger, I mean, you should feel angry from watching this. Like you should not feel good. <laughs> this should not make you feel good. Like this next movie might do. Um, I'd give it a five out of five for having you see history so that you're not doomed to repeat it. Although we are repeating it. So then frustration so then maybe the mark goes down i mean it's one of those movies that you should watch but you're probably not going to want to watch again because it's going to make you depressed it's like fucking schindler's list in that regard but then you know don't bury your head in the sand maybe you should watch it multiple times ah you know i'm a i'm a middle-aged white dude so uh, my opinions on this are unimportant what they are is that we should listen to the people affected. Ah, how about that? Um, people, I could see watching this and not understanding the violence. But then something I always think of is that mass sort of societal change that is clearly needed, that has clearly not happened yet, um, very rarely, like in history, maybe there's examples, but mass giant societal changes are probably not going to happen without violence. So I feel like, uh, this movie, one interesting thing, it started off in uh, 1965 talking about riots that happened then, and then it moves on to 92 talking about riots that happened then. And it ends back in 1965 saying, things along the lines of, you know, this is never going to end. <laughs> and if things remain the same way that they are, no, it's never going to end. We need mass societal capitalistic racist, <laughs> uh, fucking changes, uh, because Jesus Christ, uh, this will happen again and it will happen worse. Mm hmm. Eat the rich. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess I'll just leave it at that. Uh, please watch it, especially if you are a white person. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on to, this is quite the palate cleanser, I guess, uh, that the missus inexplicably wanted to watch for her birthday. An Ewok adventure, colon. Caravan of Courage. Did you get that? An Ewok adventure, colon. Caravan of Courage. What are we doing? <laughs> this is... Okay, you know what? You know what? Okay, this is how I'm going to understand uh, her wanting to watch this. Shadow Raiders. You know what? Look at that. We've come full circle. Shadow Raiders is probably not great. And my reason for liking it is mostly nostalgia. 
This, I can verify after watching, is not great. And I assume the missus's desire to watch it and enjoy it is mostly nostalgia. So there you go. We understand one another. So I guess this, this family like crash lands on uh, the Ewok planet, whatever that is. Is that Endor? I don't really know. My, 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 I'm a, I'm a Star Trek guy, right? Uh, my, my knowledge of Star Wars, although it does exist, is uh, not that deep. So anyways, they get, uh, the parents get captured by this giant, and I mean like, gotta be like a hundred foot tall, I don't know, he looks like a Chewbacca, <laughs> a little bit, a if a Chewbacca and a predator had sex, uh, and it ended up in a giant, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, -huh. uh, kid snaps the parents, I feel like at one point he was going to say fee fi fo fum, like to that degree. Uh, and then the kids are actually captured by the Ewoks, but you know, eventually they learn to uh, like one another and s somehow communicate despite not having a shared language, uh, that they need to help, uh, rescue the parents, which they do. And they live happily ever after Ewoks and kids and a giant, a dead giants and a caravan of courage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, the, the, the other sad thing of this is that, uh, uh, Warwick Davis is in here. That's nice. Oh yeah. Who was the narrator? Burl Ives. Yeah. As soon as I heard his voice, recognize him as a narrator from, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger, for example. Uh, oh yeah. Data's mom. I think that is, isn't it? The, the mom in this is the same mom, uh, Data's mom from Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, Tony Cox. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I guess a lot of little people in the uh, Ewok costumes. Okay, so, rating-wise, jeez, this would probably give it a five, and I'd probably give it, like, a one. So let's split the difference and say two and a half. A. <laughs> Wicket, the Ewok, and his friends agree to help shipwrecked human children, Mace and Sindel, on a, oh, Mace Windu? Oh, he's white, though. Uh, on a quest to find their parents. Oh yeah, and the actor who played Mace was real bad. No offense, I'm sure you're a fine person, but as a child actor, oof. Um, yeah, I guess we'll leave it at that. From anger to Ewoks, <laughs> we've we've covered the gamut. Uh, I guess you know what else is there to say? Uh, not a hell of a lot, other than you know, I hope you have a good 2024. For anyone who listens to this, which is virtually no one. However, I have fun doing them. Oh, uh, let me throw out some plugs, though, for things that you may actually uh, enjoy. Uh, which is uh, my long plays going on still uh, uh, over on uh, the Librarian Long Plays on YouTube. Uh, currently dropping is Persona 5. Uh, Actually, the last one is just about to drop when this episode drops. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. The, f the finale of that series. And we're moving on to... Uh, I forget what the next one is. Ah, it doesn't matter. Just go check them out. Uh, I'm currently recording Fallout 4, which has been a lot of fun. 
and then also check out uh, Practical Heroes, which is the actual play D&D podcast that I'm a part of. Uh, just recorded an up uh, on Saturday, and you can watch us every other Saturday on Twitch uh, or follow on YouTube or all your typical uh, 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 podcasty places. Mm-hmm. There you go. We've done it. We've done it. I hope you're good. I love you. And it's nice to be nice to the nice. Whoops. That's...